0: Paul in here, longtime fantasy players. You'll remember my first fantasy company, Fanball.com, one of the original fantasy sports sites. Great news. I've got the band back together. Yes, Fanball.com is back with many of the same people, and we're ready for a new era. You know I built LeagueSafe as the industry's first consumer protection service, making sure that winners got paid, so it shouldn't surprise you that Fanball.com is the only fantasy sports company built from the ground up with a singular mission to ensure fair play. In addition to all the awesome free content that you remember from Fanball, we also have season-long and daily fantasy sports contests. And best of all, Fanball.com has the Fanball number. Your Fanball number identifies your skill level and ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. No longer will regular players like you be overrun by hundreds of expert-level entries into your contest. If your Fanball number is 55, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. I've leveled the playing field with a Fanball number at Fanball.com. Get your Fanball number today. We're putting the band back together. From the Twisted Minds, we brought you the original Fanball. We had a bad time with enough iron goat piss in the gasoline. This is the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you.
0: Welcome to a Week 3 Waiver Wire edition of Fantasy Football Weekly and... Fanball podcast, both together in one. I am Paul Giarchi, and my co-host today is Scott Fish. Hello, Scott. How you doing, Paul? Good. First Thanks. two person episode here. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever done this solo. We've always had we've always had Jay mm-hmm. in nice. with us the first time you and I just going monoe mono here. Nice. Um nice. now your temptation is gonna be to just agree with all the tremendous and highly <laughs> salient insight that we're gonna pass along here uh with our week three waiver wire recommendations. But don't do it. We want you to be the voice of reason when we go off the rails, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, good. Uh, let's begin at the quarterback position. I think there's only one guy that I'm, I'm particularly interested in, and that's Trevor Simeon, available in about 60% of leagues. And um, it's funny, I picked him up ruefully last week in, uh, in my Dynasty League, Empire League, actually, where you can keep guys. And, and I'm like, well, all right, he's looked pretty good. But then, what a game did he oh, play. Yeah. Now, part of it got helped by the numerous injuries to the Cowboys in that game and their secondary, but now we're talking about the NFL's leader in touchdown passes, and he's got a rushing touchdown to, to, in there as well, and he passes the eye test. Simeon's look good. Yeah,
1: he he does. He had two in his first game, four in his second game. He has thrown a couple picks, but mm-hmm. he's looked really good, and he did that last year. He had a couple 300-yard games last year. I, I don't know. It's a really tough division with the Chiefs and Chargers and Raiders, but he, you know, you can score some points against the Raiders. So for the rest of the season, I like him. I don't know that I like him as a starter. <laughs> you don't want to rely on him, but he's a good
0: streaming option. Well, had you relied on him in the first two weeks, you'd be sitting in a good spot. That is so true. maybe you know. And I think a lot of people, based on what the Cowboys did last week, To the Giants, I think there are a lot of people that were worried about starting him this week, and look what happened.
1: I know, but now we realize that the Giants haven't scored over 20 points in, what, seven or eight weeks? Now, maybe that offense is just terrible.
0: Uh, Now, Simeon did lose his starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Um, Bowles is probably going to miss a couple of weeks, and that that may create some problems for Simeon. But long term, I'm still pretty optimistic, just again, because I think he's played well. Deshaun Watson and uh, Deshaun Kaiser are both broadly available around 50% in each. These are two guys that I think in any given game you're hoping for, like a passing touchdown, 40 or 50 rushing yards, and in a coin flips chance at a rushing touchdown. I mean, you're really playing more for these guys' legs than arms.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I mean, Kaiser's got a total of like... 400 yards in the first two games but he had that great run yeah (laughs) well no yeah right yes the migraine that took him out for part of the game yesterday apparently the coach said that he only gets them once every six months so he should be fine for the rest of the season right well yeah he's done for the year (laughs) yep that's that's right yeah so no you you are playing for those legs you are playing for that big play and and for a waiver wire guy that's not going to cost you very much Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's a decent ad
0: yeah watson uh watson had the long uh 50 yard run that was just electrifying and that's that's what you're playing for with both of those guys. I don't bank on rushing quarterbacks. Mm-mm. Let's go to the running back position. These are these are rushers I can count on. Uh let's start with Chris Carson, still available in fifty percent of leagues, which That's I shocking. find shocking to yeah. me. Where do, I, these are <laughs> people that just paid they must have just thought Eddie Lacy was gonna house that job or whatever. I liked uh I liked Thomas Rawls coming into the into the preseason, but he got hurt and he's still hurt. Mm-hmm. He played hurt last week. And then Carson got 21 touches. Rawls only had five, and Carson looked pretty good running behind a terrible offensive line. Yep, we're, we're talking
1: about the what a sixth or seventh leading rusher in the NFL, Chris Carson, <laughs> yeah. after just two games. Yeah, the, the thing that I like is he's good in both the passing game and the rushing game. Twenty, Like you said, 21 carries last, last week, over four yards a carry. That, that is a running back that you can count on. And he's done it in, in some pretty not very good games behind a terrible O-line mm-hmm. as
0: well. Absolutely. Uh, Carson's a is he a break the bank guy for you do you think you get your waiver your your free agent blind bidding percentage into the 50s I've got him pegged at 40 uh, because of the limitations of the Seattle offense and because I still think Rawls when healthy is a good back it's just we haven't seen him healthy in two years
1: yeah and that and that's the problem I generally don't break the bank for for running backs like this, unless I am already severely hurt, I'm the David Johnson owner mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm I'm 40 might be high for me, but uh, if you're in need, maybe maybe that's okay. All right. All right,
0: Washington owners may have need after Rob Kelly broke a rib. Um, you can sometimes play on the broken rib with the the special uh, protector that they will that they'll wear. But pain management is an issue, although they'll shoot these guys up a lot. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that happens, and this is a quiet part of this that you don't hear a lot, when they wear the rib protector, it means that the, when they carry the ball, a lot of times the running motion of the ball goes across the chest, and now you've got this, uh, this smooth surface across your chest, and it creates a lot of fumbles. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys can't run the ball and secure the ball when they wear the chest protector. Either way, Rob Kelly's out for a while. Your thoughts on Samaje P. Ryan and Chris Thompson? Well, I like Chris Thompson
1: just as a cheaper PPR option. Samaj P. Ryan, he's just not that special to me. And I, I think it might be one of those ugly splits that we, that we don't like to see. I, I like that offense as a passing offense much more than a rushing mm-hmm. offense. So I think Chris Thompson at a cheaper waiver amount would be the way I'd go.
0: Yeah, I think you may have to put in about the same for both, though. I think they're both mm. fairly expensive right now if you're going to try to get them. Thompson's largely owned. I think he's like a 70% ownership rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pirine, a lot of people dropped him after week one when he had, I think, one snap or zero snaps. And then Rob Kelly's has this really nice game and then breaks his rib, So now Pirine's available in a few more leagues, which is convenient.
1: It's crazy what a huge flash play does to waiver wire budgets.
0: I know, isn't it? <laughs> all it takes, all it takes is, is something to get you on SportsCenter, yes. right? Let's talk Buck Allen. I think this one's particularly thorny for fantasy owners. He um, it's it's thorny in part because Terrence West uh, has got soft tissue injury mm-hmm. um, and that and you take what you take what it out. We know that he, they want to throw to somebody and it looks like Buck Allen's going to be that guy. Uh, but now West may or may not come back for a couple of weeks. That muddies the waters. The loss of guard Marshall Yanda muddies the waters. Yeah. I think this one's a little bit tricky to, for fantasy owners to to figure out. What would you do with Buck Allen?
1: It sucks because I'm such a I'm a Buck Allen fan. I liked why him, I liked him coming out of USC. I thought he was just a dual threat back that could run between the tackles. He had over 40 catches his senior year or mm-hmm. his final year. He had 40 plus catches his first year in Baltimore. I'm I'm a little more. Skittish about this one, though. Despite my like for Buck Allen, I feel like they could just play the hot hand every week. I think Alex mm-hmm. Collins, who did look good on limited touches, could yeah. come in and and play spoiler a little bit. And like you said, yonda's out, so the the line's going to be worse. I, I I'm not risking a lot of money on Buck. Give me Allen what right what now. would
0: you risk? We've got our blind bidding recommendation at thirty percent right now, under the assumption that no matter what happens with West. Buck Allen's going to turn into your, your Danny Woodhead yeah. role. And <laughs> from a PPR standpoint, I think he's pretty safe that way.
1: I, I think I th- if, if he does take that role and Woodhead doesn't come back near the end of the season mm-hmm. on, that, on that IR boomerang, I think I'd probably be more t- near 20%, but okay. 30% is fair if, if you're in real
0: need. All right. Let's go to uh, Chris Johnson. It, d- it surprises nobody that Kerwin Williams quickly got passed. I mean, why <laughs> even have him on roster if he's that bad, right, that Chris Johnson aw- can come off the sofa – and outrun you. Why was Kerwin Williams even rostered?
1: I, I know. And I mean, not
0: Chris Johnson.
1: He had a good yards per carry the last year or two, but yeah, he did not look good. And no. Oh man, I, Chris Johnson, they they must just have a deal with Chris Johnson. Hey, hit, sit, sit around here, and we'll bring you in if we need you or something. Yeah, and I mean, he was, what, 11 for 44, like four yards per carry? Nothing I, special. I'm just, I'm not buying into anything Arizona while David Johnson's out right now really on the running back side.
0: Can that team, can that offense get any older? Oh, seriously! it's just, you know, it's Palmer and Fitzgerald and I know
1: Chris Johnson. Yeah, I'm I'm spending I might be the, the one guy out there that's spending zero percent on Chris Johnson. I, I just I can't do it if I can get me. OK, maybe one percent, you know, throw
0: a buck or two. But well, uh, somebody else will get him at that. price. Exactly. We're recommending 15 percent. But okay. I think there are people that are going to break the bank. On him. Oh, man. I and I, I think that's a misstep here. Yep. Uh, I just don't think this offense is good enough to support him. It's if he could play the Colts every week, I would break the bank <laughs> on him. All right, a couple of guys that I that I think are worth flyers. Dante Foreman is interesting in that they Bill O'Brien said he was going to give him more carries and then he did. He got 12 carries on Thursday night. Lamar Miller got 18. So that's a 2 to 3 ratio. That's um I thought I just thought Foreman looked better. I mean just from the eye test, mm-hmm. I thought he I thought he ran harder and had more speed. I wonder if you know, and when you see a sputtering offense, they're more, more likely to make changes. I wonder if this thing doesn't turn into a closer to a 50-50 timeshare soon.
1: I can, I can see that. I, and you, you were talking to a guy that has never liked Lamar Miller. Me either. I've just never. I wish you'd have
0: been around last preseason to support me. It was me against everybody in the office on Lamar Miller.
1: Yeah, that's probably the one. The one issue that Brian Johnson and I have (laughs) with each other is that I do not like Lamar Miller. So, so I'm I'm the type of guy that I will buy into Deonta Foreman mainly because he's just not Lamar Miller. (laughs) He did look good. I thought he looked like you said better than Lamar Miller. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Bill O'Brien has no problem pulling a quarterback. I don't. Right, think if you will
0: pull a quarterback in week one at halftime, yeah. why wouldn't you do that with your running yeah. game? Yeah, if if Foreman's getting it done, Foreman's getting it done. I think he's a nice speculative
1: pickup right now, and I uh, think he's a better goal line back too.
0: He may be. He's big, yeah. Ish. Uh, then this one's a little bit trickier. Orleans Darkwa. He's not a special talent, but he, it doesn't take a special talent to be better than Paul Perkins. Perkins averaging one point nine yards per carry, despite and despite 126 career carries paul perkins has never scored a touchdown not not by land not by air not by sea not interdimensionally he has never just like teleported himself into the end zone it he has <laughs> never been in the end zone i feel like Darqua, who's averaging 5.2 yards per carry by the way feels like the better runner to me he might
1: be i'm i'm i st- before the season, I was on Shane Vereen instead of Perkins, mm-hmm. and I'm still on that page. I don't know that Orland Starqua is the guy I'd want there. I'd probably want Vereen, but you know, on the off chance, this is another one that I'm probably not going to win him because I would throw a couple bucks at him. Well, no, him. that's
0: all you have to for Orland Starqua. Yeah. <laughs> He's a $1 guy, yeah. and you just see if it works out your way. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position. Uh, I want to start with, with the guy I think you should spend the most money on, and that's J.J. Nelson. He now has touchdowns in six of the last seven games. He's been targeted at least six games in both of the games this season, and John Brown is already all but been ruled out. They don't expect him to play this weekend. I don't even think it matters much if John Brown's in or out, but you know, it, it breaks up the rotation of Nelson, Brown, Brown, and now mm. it just turns into Nelson, Brown. Exactly. And so I think there's just that many more reps for, for Nelson, but even when John Brown comes back, I think Nelson can do okay.
1: Yeah, and, and with David Johnson out, the Cardinals have to pass a ton. Yeah. We saw that with J.J. Nelson playing 50 snaps last week, which is a lot of snaps for a wide receiver. If you're going to get on the field that often, mm-hmm. David Johnson's going to stay out. If John Brown and his sickle cell and his injuries continue, right? God, he's such a good ad. But, man, that's a, that's almost a break-the-bank player at this point. So many people are on him.
0: J.J. Nelson. Uh, and it's amazing how few were on him at this time last week. Yeah, yeah uh, that's weird. We, we – uh, I want to stay at the wide receiver position. A couple of more guys I want to mention. Jermaine Curse who's been frankly, I mean we thought we th- what well, he's doing what we thought Robbie Anderson would do, which is we figured that offense can only support one receiver and I think most people figured it'd be Robbie Anderson. He's the incumbent. He doesn't totally suck, he only mostly sucks. And as it turns out, it's Jermaine Curse who has been getting all of the love. He leads the team in targets, red zone targets, catches. And he's got three times as many yards as the next closest wide receiver. You buy an end Jermaine Kearse.
1: I, man, that's tough. I mean, there's just no weapons there, so you almost have to. It's crazy that he got on the team, what, four days, five days before yeah. the season started, and yep, he, is their, he is their guy, their weapon. As long as he's healthy, yeah, he, I, I wouldn't break the bank for him, as, as we've said. But, you know, throw 15%, 20%, yep, on, he him, got that's, 20% on him, that's, that's fair for a guy that's getting that kind of volume, uh, especially consistently over two weeks. Yeah, I I definitely
0: with you there. Sneaky potential angle with Rashard Higgins. He's your replacement for Corey Coleman in Cleveland. Coleman broke his hand again, which is sad. I thought I think Coleman's a great talent. I you know you just can't if you can't stay on the field, it doesn't matter, and he's never had a quarterback to throw to him. But the long and short of it is Higgins is going to have a great opportunity here, even with Corey Coleman off the field. Kenny Britt was a utter non-factor in this offense, and they went immediately. To Higgins, eleven targets to Higgins, which is crazy, and uh, he looks like the early favorite Mm -hmm. for as a you know from a preference standpoint for Kaiser. What are your thoughts on Rashard Higgins, second year guy?
1: He does. But this is one that really scares me because I could easily see this being a eleven targets this week, yes, three targets the next, year, yeah, right. and yeah. then seven, and then two, and even with Coleman
0: out, though I, don't I know like, that, Higgins is your that starter. Is, that is they the one a, nice thing. Yeah, it, since
1: Britt Brit snaps, he out snap Britt as well, which yeah. is not good for yeah, Britt. off the bench. Yeah, off yeah. the bench out snap Britt as well. I I'm a Kenny Britt fan, but man, something's going on there that is not getting him on the field. So it's a, it's a fair ad, but he's one that. I like right now, but I'm way more scared. I'm a li- I'm way more skittish to, to put any real
0: decent money on. I had a couple of people, and you know, as you are familiar with my preseason player rankings cheat sheet, because you helped me format it and do some other things, and it goes up. It went up to like 63 at the wide receiver position, and a couple of guys on Twitter who I don't know. One of them is a self, some kind of self-proclaimed fantasy guy expert or something, ripping me for not mm. having Kenny Britt in, listed in my top 63. Mm. And now I'm feeling pretty good, about <laughs> a little that, bit better. I yeah, better. I shouldn't even, you know, I shouldn't even entertain that stuff. But sometimes <laughs> it sticks with you, going, really, uh, you know, when people get nasty because you don't have Kenny Britt in your top 63. Uh, let's talk Jaguars, Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference for one over the other? Well, I
1: I personally, as a player, as a football watcher, I think Marquise Lee is a better football player. Mm -hmm. Alan Hearns was better two years ago. Marquise Lee was better last year, but Alan Hearns was a little little injured. Yeah. Interesting thing about Alan Hearns, out of wide receivers that have at least three reds on targets, he's one of only two players that – he's the only wide receiver that's caught all of them. Okay. Three for three. Kobe Fleener's the other four for four. Uh, if he keeps getting that kind of red zone look for the mm-hmm. Jaguars, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's got he's got some upside there, and I'd probably take Hearns over Lee just by just by a hair. But even
0: in PPR leagues, where Lee may be a better just pure receptions guy, that's
1: what I already said. I like Lee as a player better. So in PPR leagues. It comes a little closer, yeah. but uh, if, if, you want, if you're looking for a boomer bust flex play, which is what I generally do in my flex, Hearns might be a touchdown guy this year, but Lee might be a little bit safer.
0: Devin Funchess, I think, Ugh. is going to fill some of the void left by Greg Olson, who's going to miss the better part of probably two months. Um, your thought, Funches look, you know, he's had opportunities to shine many, many times. Never really come through for us to this point. What do you think of this time?
1: <laughs> You're trying to set me up on a tee for this one. A little I, bit.
0: Yeah. I do not like Devin
1: Funches at all, mm-hmm. but he plays New Orleans this week, and he, he does. Has. Exactly. And he has he a label this week. <laughs> I he he. Eight of his nine touchdowns come in games where the Panthers score at least four touchdowns. Oh,
0: that's a good stat. And
1: six of the nine came in games where the total score was over sixty-six. Wow. So he really only he performs in blowouts. Yeah. When the Panthers score under twenty-eight. Like last week, he just had his highest yardage total mm. and tied his highest reception total. Okay. He doesn't show up when they don't blow up.
0: Yeah, so but this th- week it could happen. This week it this could happen. One, it might be a one-week pickup Yeah. For Devin I'm,
1: he, he might actually be worth a pickup this year, but I am not buying Devin Funches. He had a 39% catch rate last year. Mm-hmm. He's not a good player when you watch him.
0: Uh, the conventional wisdom, I think, among many fantasy players is, at the draft time is, I can find a tight end. Yes. Not this year. Mm -mm. It's been bad. If you don't have one of a couple of tight ends, you've gotten very, very little out of the position. Let's look at some guys you could try to scavenge. It's not a pretty list here. Um, (laughs) Evan Ingram's probably gone. He's he's housed in 70% of leagues, but if you can get him, he'd probably be my top general – broadly available tight end
1: over 40 yards two consecutive games yeah which you know hey 40 yards out of the
0: tight end position right now is considered a win ppr three to four catches so yeah right seven all right so let's uh let's move to some some deeper options zach miller Mm -hmm. is got at least six targets in back-to-back games he's the only bear other than cohen Tariq cohen to have back-to-back six target games currently healthy for zach miller that's that's not a given so you actually have a healthy Zach Miller right now and you figure the the, the Bears are going to be playing from behind a lot like last week. What are your thoughts on Zach Miller? <sighs> I just don't love $1. it. There's, $1. There's $1 is fine. I'm, okay, good. I'm not Give me ecstatic, a buck.
1: but get, a buck is fine. Okay. I, I can't trust it though. I I feel like those targets could fall down.
0: Ben Watson, massive uh massive target game last week. I want eight receptions, I want to say for Ben eight Watson..: for yep. Eight for 91 for Watson. Um, I thought that, you know, obviously promising is they're trying to figure out ways to work around the injuries at tight end that happened in the preseason, and then Danny Woodhead. Um, amazing that the receivers are contributing nothing to that offense right yeah. now, which is surprising. And I wonder if that well, before I segue into the receivers, Ben Watson, is he a dollar guy? in year number 76 of the
1: NFL for him sure (laughs) that's it's about right sure he didn't even have a reception in week one and three other tight ends did yeah how about that and last week he played a defense that is the worst over the last six or seven weeks against tight ends so he's worth a dollar got to have nothing at tight end to even be looking at the waiver wire for tight end this week.
0: well but a lot of people don't have anything at tight end hey what if you've got Eifert for example right now you're like oh geez you know, when you're least looking, is this guy better than Eifert? Is, you know, can I go here? You know, right. there've been there are so many disappointments at the position right now.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, there are a couple others that are out there. Maybe ASJ, who's coming off of suspense. Yeah,
0: Austin Safarian, Jenkins. He's yeah. got
1: a couple of good matchups coming up. <sighs> Matt, Matt Harrison, who's been on the show many, many, many times, uh, mentioned Jack Doyle this morning, which he's like 75% owned. But if he's in mm-hmm. your league, he gets the Browns, the team that Ben Watson just tore up. If, right. if he's out there, I'd throw a decent amount of money on him.
0: Um, Mike Wallace, broadly available after doing nothing for a couple of weeks. Uh, Brashard Perriman, probably owned in 1% of leagues, is there. Jeremy Macklin left the game hurt. Um, Scored
1: twice in a row but yeah yeah
0: is uh it, any thoughts on picking up a ravens wide receiver while we're at it
1: i don't think so i probably wouldn't but mike wallace is the guy i would if i had
0: to yeah i I think i'm with you on that we'll have to check on macklin a little bit more on Macklin's status as the week goes on here but a a loss to macklin i think that's a, a bit of what propelled the great game from watson because Macklin plays a slot. You know, so the middle of the field, mm-hmm. he's not there in the middle of the field. So they ran Watson through the middle of the field.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. It, it was interesting that even Max Williams got four receptions and Nick Boyle got a reception as well. So they were really hammering that middle of the field. Even. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's your Browns. Uh, there you go. Waiver wire recommendations. Check out the complete text and all the blind bidding recommendations at fanball.com. You can find the week three waiver wire recommendations. Uh, article there, which is, goes into more detail than we have time for here. Scott, great job! Thanks. Um, we encourage people to uh, stay tuned. Here, we'll have more stuff coming this week, maybe even tomorrow. I might even do a pad- podcast tomorrow too. Ooh, fun! I know, wouldn't that be special? Yeah, <laughs> very. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.